0: Hello, uh, and welcome to uh, another episode of Jackson Talks. Everybody, um, with me, your host, Jackson Stone. And uh, I'm super pumped for today's episode. Um, I feel like he may be the, the most famous person I've ever had on this uh, podcast. Um, that's, that's, that's pretty cool. Um, but uh, he's a, a Ring of Honor legend. Um, he's been a pro wrestler for a really long time. Uh, worked in WWE. Uh, I think he's still currently working for Impact Wrestling, I believe. Um, but yeah, today uh, we got Jim and Jacobs on. Um, what's up, man?
1: Hell yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for the uh, the kind intro using the word legend. I don't, you know, I don't know about that. But uh, if you perceive me or other people, maybe if you lie about it enough, uh, people will believe it. So, oh, this guy's a legend. So, but I appreciate it.
0: Hey, I think as like an independent wrestler, I think to us guys, you're a legend.
1: Oh, thanks, man.
0: You know, but that, I mean... That's also a very complicated term that can, can be it can it's pretty deep. Um, but uh, usually how we start this uh, this show is I basically ask my guests um, how they're really doing, like for real, how are you doing? Um, because I think that question gets asked a lot, um, and it's rarely answered very honestly. Um, so how are you doing? Tell me.
1: Great. Right, yeah. So uh, overall. Oh, Right, like these past four months um, in sort of a bit of this isolation uh, has been just so transformative for me. and It's, it's just really amazing. Um, so overall there's that. In the you know, sort of like what I'm working on way, um, so uh, just trying to become more aware of uh, how my sort of fears manifest and how to confront those fears and work through those fears and not have those, um, you know, play a role, play, you know, uh, a limiting role in my life. So I'm not limited by uh, by these sort of things. So it's really, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, just keep keep on digging, keep on doing the work to just figure out sort of, okay, how do I, you know, why am I behaving well, like I'm behaving? How can I be the optimal uh, version of, of myself and then, and then that then goes to, you know, how do I best be of, of service to others in the world? Right. That's, it's, it's something like that. Uh, so, so yeah, so overall great. Um, and then there's the, the things that you struggle with on a, a little bit of a, a daily basis and go, Oh, I, I'm catching myself. Um, worried about what these people think when I say this thing, okay, now what's this thing inside of me that's, What's this worry coming from? What's the false belief I have that's, uh, that's, that's creating this worry, this, this fear of, you know, that I'm gonna look stupid when I talk, or fear that I'm gonna say something foolish, uh, which is something that I, I work through uh, often. That was something that I'm just bringing that up as examples. That's something that, that, that came up yesterday in a group I, I was with, where I'm, I'm rehearsing what I'm gonna say, and I don't know if I'm gonna say the right thing. And then I catch myself going, What is, what is this worry you having? Where is this, what is this fear? What is this false belief that you feel like you need to worry about saying the right thing as if there is a wrong thing to say as long as you're sort of in alignment with yourself? Uh, so it's fun stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I uh, I feel you, exactly what you're saying. Um, because when I kind of started this whole journey that I'm on now, um, and I started making kind of videos about mental health and, and speaking about how I felt, I always, because I'm not an expert, right? I didn't, I don't really, know anything about mental health. I just really know what I've experienced in my own personal life, which I think is like the, the best knowledge you can have is what you experience personally, and then try to convey that to other people so they can kind of resonate with those emotional experiences. Um, so I felt the same way. I was like, oh, I'm probably saying something very dumb here. But then really, you start to get feedback from people who you never thought would listen to this kind of thing. And they and they tell you how much it resonates with them because they're going through something. Or they know a person who is dealing with the same thing, and it's actually it's actually really quite beautiful what we can kind of like connect with on a, on a deeper level when you think two people wouldn't connect like that on just like an external level. So it's really cool uh, how how like unlimiting our internal power really is.
1: Yeah, absolutely, man. It's it's limitless. Uh, we we are we are only limited by our limiting beliefs. I mean, I mean that for real.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the more, the more I go through this journey, the more I find that to be like true on every level possible. Like literally like we are only limited, limited by what we believe we're, we're limited by. Um, and I, I think that knows no bounds. I think that if people only knew what what they were. I mean, that is my hope for people. That's my hope for people in sharing the videos I'm sharing. Um, and look, it's interesting, because you don't know, like, on one level, it's not like I'm trying to make somebody see things my way. I'm just mm-hmm. putting experience out in the world, and if that resonates with them, great. If that helps helps them start to navigate some of the issues they're having, Uh, great, but really what I hope for all people, however they get there, but what I really do hope for all people is that they realize what they are, realize the powerful beings. And I say that with all humility when I say powerful beings. I mean, the things that we are, the the, the, the thing that you are is so powerful. uh, And I just... I would love everybody to see that and to stop giving away their power to to, to things they don't need to give their power away to, because uh, that that creates the suffering, it creates these limitations. And if you only knew what you were capable of, what this thing here is capable of, in in just such a you know in a brilliant, amazing level. I mean, it's I love, love it. I'm excited about it.
0: Yeah, man, I can see I can see your excitement. It makes me excited. Um, but uh, so you so you just recently popped back on social media, and you've been putting out these fantastic videos, which I love. Um, but I want to know kind of the reason why you took a seventh month seven month social media hiatus. Like, what? Yeah, just tell me all about it. I, mean,
1: I I started to realize I was on my phone too much. Right, we we all are, and to this day. Uh, I am. You know, when I went to drug and alcohol treatment back in 2017, one of the real gems of being there was not having a cell phone or a computer, you know, disconnecting from that entirely. And boy, I'll tell you what, man, life's a whole lot different when you don't have this computer in front of you or the cell phone in front of you. You have to figure out other things to do. You have to, you know, I don't know, write or read or do a puzzle or socialize and connect with other people. Uh, and it was, it was a great experience and, and, and when I left rehab, I was like, you know, yeah, I, I need to, I need to use my phone less. need to be on my phone less. need to be on my phone less. but it's such an addictive, uh, thing. And I don't want to give, give the phones the power of having this, you know, this thing of addiction, but I'll, I'll put it this way. People seem to myself in particular seem to get addicted to them. You know, certainly they, um, have, have you know, they, they work on the same, uh, you know, the same dopamine receptors has a lot of drugs, right? So you, you check your phone cause you have a message or, or you, somebody might, somebody might have liked your thing or somebody might have this here. And so it gives your brain this dopamine reward, this intermittent reward system. The same thing is like when you play a slot machine, it's like nothing, nothing, check my phone, nothing, nothing, nothing. Oh, cool. I got a message. Oh, I got a like, Oh. And so you just end up wasting. I saw myself wasting a lot of time on there. And one day I was just, I, I had tried to, um, for like the summer of last year, I got a flip phone. Okay. So I was rocking a flip phone for, for some months. And after about three months of that, I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to, to, a, to a smartphone. And then finally at the end of the year, I was like, you know what? Getting off social media. And it was just like that. And I just got a, all my, all the Facebooks and Twitters and Instagrams. And I didn't miss it at all. You know, we think that we can't survive without it. We think we, you know, like, oh, oh, but what about my, what about my work? What about my job? I need this for that. I'm, I mean, just the business I'm in, I, I need it. It's like, yeah, maybe, maybe you do. But let me ask, how much money are you making off of it compared to how much time are you wasting on it? And and once I started to look at things in those terms, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm wasting so much. This, this is not making me money. This is costing me money uh, and it's costing me time. And we think that going on the phone is just like what you do in between stuff. It's like, no, 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 that's not in between life, that is life. So if, if you're just, well, just, just for a minute and just, just when I wake up and just, and so it just becomes this, this agent of addiction. Uh, and, uh, and not again, Not to give those words so much power. Like, oh, this phone is addiction. Uh, but because <laughs> because anything, anything you can use anything to an unhealthy way. Uh, it's just about the balance. And I had a hard time finding balance. And so I deleted my social media, or DX media.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, it makes a lot of sense for me. Like, yeah, I completely agree. We spend way too much time on our phones. So for me, to try to combat that, because I, I am. Trying to post a lot and trying to do a lot of things on social media. For me, the way that I try to you combat that is basically I post what I want to post and I kind of schedule it the day before. And then I once I post it, that's it. Phone goes down. I'm not, I'm not trying to worry about who liked it because then I'm getting this sort of external validation that it's not the reason why I'm posting in the begin with. And so it's very hard. Like I'm, I'm it's not like I'm great at it, you know. Some days I'm like post, put the phone down, don't touch it. Some days I'm like, oh, this is a really cool post. I gotta see who's liking it. And then you get into this whole wave of like, what am I posting for? Am I posting for other people to like it? Or am I posting it for that one person to see it and for them to be like, okay, my day is actually gonna be better because I saw this tweet. But they might not even have liked the tweet to begin with, so you never know if they're actually getting something out of it. But you're waiting for this external validation and it puts you down this whole loophole and spiral of like, why are you even posting to begin with? So I ask you this question is, for people who feel like they need their phones, entrepreneurs, I don't know, influencers, whatever job you may have, doesn't really matter. What, what advice would you give to that person who may need their phone, but is also trying to like live in the present moment and be with people and connect?
1: Yeah, well, uh, first I'll say, uh, you don't need anything. Let's just, let, let, let's let's start, let, let, let's, let's stop with, if you want to live, uh, you you need to not die, and there's ways to not die. And look, there's there's people that uh, you know allegedly don't eat food. They're breatharian, so you might not even need food, right? So what what you think you need? You know, oh, I need my phone. Okay, how about there's an entrepreneur that uh, does just fine without a phone. Okay, there is one out there in the world. I don't know For who sure. it is.
0: Sure, hundred percent.
1: So so first, let's clear the limiting beliefs of of, of what's possible and, and what we need. Uh, but, but, but secondly, you say, we, but you decide, okay, uh, it'd be beneficial to have my phone. great. Fair enough, man. Sure. Uh, so what you want to do is put boundaries around it. You want to say similar to what, uh, basically exactly what you said, like, I'm going to check my phone at noon. I'm going to check it at five o'clock. I'm going to only have phone time from, from this time to this time. And, and I would write those boundaries down. You know, because you want to hold yourself to it, right? And 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 speak it out loud, manifest it as you know, as you say it, so it shall be done. Uh, Write it down, make it, make it, you know, put that into the world. And then, if you see that you're not, uh, you're you're going out of those boundaries, you start to see, well, oh oh man, I've actually been on my phone for two hours and you know, barely done anything, or uh, I I think my job is just posting pictures to get followers. And it's like, let's be clear about what your job is too. Let's be clear about what your intent is there. Well, it's just to get more followers to build a fan base to like, all right, well, I need to interact with my fans. Fine. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Put boundaries on it. And if you see that you're going outside those boundaries, realize that then that thing controls you and you don't control it. Realize that that's what's happening. When you say this is what I'm going to do, and then all of a sudden you do all of this, and realize that you know, okay, what do I need to do? What sort of self control do I need? What sort of uh, practice do I need to to make sure that I'm not being controlled by the things around me?
0: Yes, it's it's very similar to like uh, creating healthy boundaries in terms of relationships, which are extremely important. Yeah, man. Um, that's also something that I've, I've kind of had to work on since kind of opening myself up on social media, you know, cause you, you don't I I don't think people have, they don't want to take advantage of you. That's not their intent when you're being nice and open and saying, please talk to me. Their intent is never to be, to use you. I don't think, cause I try to see the good in people. Um, but then you just get caught up and, and you, you kind of forget that you have to take care of yourself first. So I think the phone and relationships Uh, are all about creating healthy boundaries and being able to say no, whether it's whether it's someone asks you to a movie and you're feeling like you don't want to go. It's okay to say no. And if you feel like the phone is too much, it's also okay to put it down and turn it over and and do whatever you do. So, yeah, I think I think you're right for sure.
1: Dude, healthy boundaries are that's it, man. That's the thing you want to start living your life. And look, it's something we we all work. I'm working on it, Uh, you know, being uh, you know, cause you don't like having uh, uncomfortable conversations with people, but you have to learn that that's okay. It's okay to say no to somebody. You don't, you don't owe anybody like anything. Uh, you just sort of speak your truth and say, Hey, um, this is what I prefer. This is what I want. This is it. And that's okay. And you're not responsible for their reaction. And, and I don't know if that might seem cold-hearted at first. Like, what? You're not responsible. It's like, no, you're not. Get it out of your head that you're responsible for anybody else's reaction to you, anybody else's emotions. You're not, okay? You're only responsible. Because let's all do this. I'm responsible for me, and you're responsible for you. That makes things a lot clearer, doesn't it? And so, if, if you say, "Yeah, Jimmy," uh, no, I, I, when I when I message you to, to to do something with you, and if you say, yeah, oh, Jimmy," no, I, I don't want to. Uh, I I heard this and that about you, and I don't I don't want to do do anything with you. Um, I'm allowed to 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 go. What, Jackson? How dare you? I can. For sure. Like, if I do that, that's got nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with what you said you could have said hey jimmy f you screw you uh, no way and if i if i react furiously off that you didn't make me do that you didn't make me furious you know that that's 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 a thing I, I i've gotten left left my vocabulary oh he made me mad no he didn't make me anything i can allow him to upset me but nobody has the power without my with my, without my consent without my Allowance for me to experience so uh so if you say hey you know screw you you don't want to do anything with you i can go great okay cool man uh have a good day and so really we start to see that what other people do uh do have have nothing to do with you and so if you set down a boundary and you're worried about how somebody's going to feel well okay good you're human you, you have concern over how, how somebody's um, emotional state great but also um you you're not responsible for their emotions and when you start to try to take responsibility for other people's emotions actually what you're doing is manipulating them and so if i say oh yeah i'll go to the movies with you when i don't want to go to the movies with you you're lying to them and you're trying to manage their emotions that's a manipulation tactic that's not a good thing that's not a nice thing at all actually that's 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 a i would say that's a so far as there is a good bad that's a bad thing And so let's all just take responsibility for, for ourselves. And if if you feel something, you can say it, it's okay. And that, that doesn't mean everybody should just be mean to each other. It just means, Hey, check in with yourself, see how you feel about something and then just, you know, be open and honest. And, and that's the best you can do.
0: Yes. Yeah. I, um, I speak about this, the kind of this subject a lot in terms of like, when someone is like open and honest with you about their mental health and you yourself may not have like room or space to like fully be there for that person. But then you say that I can be there for you. And then when they need you the most, you aren't there. So in turn, you're just confirming the notion that that person isn't worthy, which is obviously not true. They are worthy. So that's why it's, it's important to more to be honest than to say what, what someone wants to hear from you, like if I come to you, Jimmy, and I'm like, "Hey, man, I'm really struggling right now. I need you," and you're like, "Hey, I'm I don't have the capacity for you right now, but I will." That's that means way more to me because I'm like, "Oh shit, he's he's real. I'm being real with him." Okay, great. And, it, and in turn, then we can kind of connect on the same emotion from different experiences, which in turn also helps us. Even though you said you couldn't, but just by being honest with me, that 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 was. You were there for me in that moment, which is way better than being with lying to someone. But you're not really trying to lie. I know that's not their intent—is to lie. the The intent is that I'm I'm trying to be nice because you're vulnerable right now. But really, you're hurting them in the long run.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's face it, man. Life is complicated enough as it is. Uh, if if I have to worry whether you're lying to me and I'm lying to you and and all that sort of stuff, that makes it far more more complicated. But if we have a relationship where maybe I don't like you and you don't like me, but at least we're always honest with each other, it's like great. I can work with that. You know, yep. you can get somewhere with that as long as we just we're, we're all just being honest and upfront with, with each other. And that's a really it's a really hard thing to do. It's easier said than done. It's something I'm I'm working on. There are definitely things that are, sometimes are in front of me that I that I avoid. Uh, because ah geez I don't want to have this, this this difficult conversation so it's a it's a constant process and it's it's an awareness that um, that's you know I, I want to be living my life uh, in an honest place you know with with honesty and so I should only want people in my life who who, who are good with honesty and uh, so it, it's, um, it's it's a work man. It's a work of progress but uh, I, I think it's the work that's worth doing
0: 100 percent yeah. Like, I, uh, I never mean to come off as like I'm doing everything that I talk about 100% perfect. I think like what's been best about this kind of this podcast is that I've like, I, I listen to a lot of other podcasts. I do a lot of classes and, and webinars and stuff. And then whatever I feel like I learned best from those, I try to then say on this because that feels like I understand it. But I always like to say, make the disclaimer that like there's so much work to be done, especially for myself. And like, I I feel like I haven't even come close to unlocking the potential of my mind and my thoughts, which also in that fact is so exciting, because I feel like I'm doing so well. And like, things are cool. And I'm like, I'm catching myself like when I'm like, my ego is driving me and I'm having these conversations. I start talking about things that like, my ego is driving me and I catch myself. I'm like, Oh, I would never done that before. I would just kept talking about myself. And like, so that's cool. Like you can tell, like things get better and and but like there's always so much more work to be done. I I probably you feel obviously feel the same.
1: Oh of course. And and that's part of what's so cool about this is you start to scratch the surface and you see it's like, oh man, this is this is neat. There's there's a lot, there's a lot of, you know I've seen so much improvement in my life. Uh, like three months is like I said, this last you know, the last three or four months has just been game changing for me. And then you go, yeah, but think about, think about if you were everything you could be, you know. Think about, think about what you could be. And, and, and think about that for, for everybody. You know, if every person did the work to make, to, to, to you know, uncover themselves, to do the, do the shadow work, to, to you know, have this growing awareness of who you are and what you are, and and then to become that person, the potential of that person. And if we all did that, man, what a world this could be. And that's why I feel so strongly and so passionately about this, about this idea that the, the answers do not lie within the external. They they don't. This 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 consumerism world we live in, I don't just mean consumerism of goods. I mean, like consuming. You know, the, you know, you're you're selling me you know, this this politician, and you're selling me this TV show, and you're selling me this this thing. You're selling me the American dream, and that I need somebody to complete me, and that I need to finish college, and I need to make this amount of money. You oh, know, once I once I reach this level of success, and as soon as this guy's president, things will be better. And as soon as I buy a house, things will be better. And as soon as this, as soon as as soon as, as soon as as soon as as soon as and you create this thing that's like this. You know, what we call it like destination happiness. This mm. idea, as soon as I as this happens, as soon as I can grab this, gain this, achieve this, then it'll be fine. And it's a lie. It's just not true. It's momentary gratification. It's what drugs were. Drugs are like, ah, take two Vicodin, feel better, great. You know what that is? It's the same thing as working your whole life, going and becoming WWE Champion, and then expecting you being WWE Champion to make you happy. There's a temporary moment where you go, huh, yes. I got it. And then there's the next moment and that moment's over. And then you go, well, now what else is here? What else is here after I've tried to take this thing and grab this thing and achieve this thing to fill this hole inside of me? What's on the other side of that? It's like, it's just you. You're still there. You're the only thing there. Everywhere you go, no matter where you think you're getting to, at the end of it, it's you. And so it, it, it paints a picture to go, well, if it's just me, then where does the answer lie? I mean, really where does the lie? And you go down that journey and that's the journey that excites me once we realize that it's not out here.
0: Beautiful, beautiful. Um, so, I mean, I know from like watching your career as a wrestler, you've always been very creative, obviously. Um, uh, have you were you always creative and like did has like look your your journey inward has that made you more creative as an artist or like where do you think it's leading you now?
1: Uh, I, I was not particularly creative growing up. I don't I wouldn't label myself as that. I was I was good at math. Growing up. Uh, I just happened to have a particular aptitude for what you would call the creative side. Of professional wrestling, and a lot of it's got honestly, it's, it's a bit logistical too, as far as when you're writing wrestling TV. It's a lot of putting different pieces here, and just, you know, you have fifty wrestlers with eight episodes of TV, nine segments of TV per episode, and you're leading here. Some of it's just about lining things up. Um, but uh, um, but I guess in wrestling, you know, I, I've, I've, people have considered me creative, and I think you know, ultimately, we're all creative beings. That's that's what we are. We are creators. We are, you know, and. If, if you know, uh, what, you know, we're 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 made in the image of God. Let's say, and that doesn't need to be. You don't need to believe in metaphysical things to, to follow me on this. It's just that uh, if 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 they say we're made in the image of God, and God is the, the the creator, that it would stand to reason that we are also creators. You know, and 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 when you talk to people, they seem so fulfilled when they're creating, and so there's there's definitely something. In, there's something intrinsic about that. Uh, there, there's something intrinsic about that. When you go back to ancient civilizations and you start to see the art and you go, evolutionarily speaking, biologically speaking, what's the, you know, what's the benefit of, of, of art? And, you know, I, don't, I don't know. Is, is, is there an evolutionary answer for that? Maybe. Probably some evolutionary biologists will tell you one, but I think there's something more intrinsic, something uh, maybe a little more metaphysical that, that makes us, uh, into creators but that's my tangent uh, oh yeah
0: keep going I want, I want all the tangents man I want them all for sure
1: uh, so yeah I, I mean my, my inward journey has uh, I don't know if it's if it's made me more creative in my in my job it's, it's definitely I view my job differently than I used to that's for sure um, because now you know one of the big things that happened with me is uh, three years ago when I got out of rehab. I started to disidentify with a lot of things because I noticed that I that through the identification of these things, uh, it, it would it would manipulate me into into suffering. Right. So uh, if my career wasn't going how I wa- how I wanted it to in 2018, uh, I would I would go ah oh, no this needs to go this way ah because I identified as a, as a professional wrestler. I am a professional wrestler. Start to disidentify with things. And I go, wait a minute, I'm not, I'm not a professional wrestler. That's something I do. I'm not a professional wrestler. I am not my career. I am not, and I'm not my creativity. I'm not my intelligence. I am not any of these things. This is not who I am. I don't know. I don't know who I am, but I know I'm not this, and I'm not this, and I'm not this, and I'm not this, and I'm not this, and, I'm not this and I started to, that, that that check mark started to, to, to go down. Not that, not that, not that. So as I started to disidentify with pro wrestling, I, I began to uh, enjoy it more. It didn't have a hold of, of me, and I didn't have a hold of it. Uh, so it, it plays a different role in my life certainly now than it used to.
0: It's very, yeah, interesting that you said that um, the part about that you are not your job, you are not pro wrestling, because there's, uh, since what I've learned in mental health is obviously there's very severe cases of mental health conditions, you know, bipolar disorder, schizophrenia, and the big thing you try to relate to people who don't understand those illnesses is that these people are not their illness. Like, it just, just like you said, like, if someone has cancer, they are not just cancer, they're not just a cancer patient, they're a human being, you know, and so you, we are not our illnesses. We are so much more. We are not our jobs or our achievements or our victories or our cars or whatever the case may be. Like it's brilliant. I feel like we're on the same wave. It's very, it's fantastic. Actually, well, it, I'm it, very it, excited
1: it starts to get dicey in there. Cause I, and, and this is part of my journey that I did not expect to happen. You know, I was just, you know, I went to read, I got out of there just trying to figure out how to live and, um, And I didn't expect to start to lose these things, these things that I identified as. Um, And I don't even know how it first sort of came about, but I I just sort of started to realize that these were false identities, that I'm not this. I'm pretending I'm this. I think I'm this, but I'm actually not. And and the identification of these things was actually sort of, it 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 was confining and it was causing me, let's say causing me suffering, let's say that. And so when you start to mark off all these things, well, I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this, I'm not this, then it's, it starts to get tricky because you go, wait a minute, what am I? Like, what's underneath these things? And the the thing I thought I was started to uh, slip, a, it, it started to, to, to strip away pretty um Pretty easily, like it started. To, I, mean, uh, it, I mean, I mean, I went kicking and screaming a little bit, but it's, it 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 doesn't hold up to scrutiny. The thing you think you are, the thing I thought I was, didn't hold up as I started to look at it and go, okay, well, yeah, all right, fine. So, so you're not your your job and you're not your your career and you're you're not this, but you know, okay, so what are you? Well, you're you're a, you're a loyal guy and go, yeah, okay. So, who are you when you're not loyal? Are you, are you somebody else? Are you not yourself? And you go, well, wait a minute. Well, so it's like, okay, so so sometimes you're loyal and, and sometimes you're not, and you're everything in between. And you go okay, so so really I can't define myself by how loyal I am or am not because I'm not, I, I'm not, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a different, I'm, I'm on a different wavelength. I'm at a different uh, end of this, this poll at different points. You go, so what? What is there anything? So fine. It's like, like I'm ever changing. All right, fine. I'm always changing. So is there is there nothing about me that that is unchanging? Is there nothing about me that I can say? Oh, that's that's me. That's that's Chris. This is this is who I am. I am I am this. And as I started to look for that thing, and was starting to come up uh, empty-handed, going, you know, it, it started to become a real conundrum. To go. Wait a minute. What am I? What's underneath it all?
0: And then, and then you find what something beautiful.
1: I was just you broke up on me. Sorry.
0: Oh, and then when you start, you know, looking underneath it all, what do you find?
1: Yeah, yeah, man. And that—that's the thing. And everybody's got to go on their own journey to find this thing. It's—it's—it's it's, it's only the thing that that you can find inside of you. Uh, And I think it's great. I think it's brilliant. Once you um, move back all the layers of it, and you go, great, this this thing that I thought I was, this Chris, this is just a character. This is just an avatar. This is, you know, I'm not Chris. I'm, I'm, you know, that's my real name, Chris, right? So I'm not Chris. I'm not, like, Chris Chris is the character I'm playing in this video game you know, uh and we have got a bunch of people that are playing Super Mario Brothers that think they're, you know, mustache plumbers. And and they're not. It's like you're not you're you're not this. You're not you're not this. There's something there's something deep inside that that you are like I, I don't I don't look at myself as Chris. I am the thing that is experienced me experiencing the universe as Chris. That's mm-hmm. you know. And, and that thing, that thing is, is, is eternal, that thing is unchanging, and that is the thing that we all are. We are unique points of consciousness of, of, this, of, of this infinite ocean of consciousness. We are unique points of attention. You're just, you are me seeing through different eyes. We're just different eyes of the same you know, uh, metaphysical organism. Uh, but you know, when they say we're all one, it's like, yeah, man, we really are. We really are all one. Uh, certainly, from this um, from this experience, we experience division. But it's great to know that even though we experience life with division, th- the truth is 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 unity as well. Um, so that and I think that's beautiful. I, that's my it's my favorite. It's my favorite to go. Oh, you're not limited by the thing you think you are. You're actually limitless, and that knows no bounds.
0: Exactly right. Exactly right. Um, so do you think, so in the world of pro wrestling, uh, whether you're at an indie level or, uh, at a bigger company, there is a lot of issues with mental health and drugs, alcohol. Um, do you think that is because some of the folks doing pro wrestling spend so much time pretending to be something else? And then it's hard to remove them when remove that character and, and be who they are, but they don't really know who they are because they spent so much time pretending to be something else that when they're finally with themselves, they can't be. So they resort to these other external things.
1: I wouldn't consider that exclusive to the world of professional wrestling. I think no, it's just
0: something that we're familiar with. So
1: that seems to be the world we're we're living in, isn't it? It's like. And for for as much progress has been made in our society, one thing we're seeing sort of this, this regression on, um, or things getting worse on, is um, is mental health. You know, more people experience uh, anxiety and depression, things like that, than than ever before. I believe, right? And correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. And so we're seeing that that the prevalence of that, and and it's it's hard to say exactly why that is. Certainly we live more of a disconnected life than than ever before. You know up until uh I mean geez even 70 years ago um, you know, you, you live with a family and the family stayed together and you were in a tight-knit community. You know, before that, you know, years before that, we were living in tribes. We were living in tribes for thousands of years and then tight-knit communities. And then it was, it was right about, you know, whatever, the 1950s and 60s that this sort of like individualistic way of living sort of came to be and where you're moving out of your parents' house and just living by yourself and you're going into the suburbs and you're, you're getting away and all, all this sort of stuff where, All of a sudden now, you know, I've been basically alone in my house for for four months with my cat and that's it. And I think a lot of people are, are living these disconnected lives and we're not meant to, we are not meant to be disconnected from each other. That's partly why this, Everything that's going on with this this thing with you know COVID nineteen is so catastrophic. is It's because you know, you lock people down, you keep them away from each other, you you have them wear masks to hide you know who they are and their individuality behind them, and, and all this sort of stuff. And the disconnection of people is just gonna make this stuff more prevalent and more prevalent. So I, I think it's it's very important that people connect. With each and connect with themselves. And you talk about pro wrestling of like playing this character. It's like, and, and again, playing characters not just exclusive to pro wrestling. I mean, certainly, it adds another layer to it. It's like, I'm Jimmy Jacobs. Who's Chris? Okay, I'm Chris. But it's like, it's all, all those are, are just labels of, of, limiting, of, of limiting beliefs, right? Um, so um, I, I think, I, I think some of it has to do certainly with with connection and reconnecting to each other with ourselves uh, with nature um, we were not meant to live how we're living and I think we're, we're seeing uh, the downside of that when it comes to mental health
0: yes yeah um, definitely at least in, in this country we're experiencing mental health crisis um, but you know like we as humans don't usually change unless adversity is put in our face. Yeah, man. Because if, if things are perceived to be going really well, why would we decide to change? Right. But then you fall into these patterns and you, and you keep doing these things, but really that COVID-19 has taught me, especially is that just because I get used to something doesn't mean I like it. And You know, And so now we're facing all this adversity, so we're having to change our patterns and our thought patterns, and we're experiencing new things. And when we experience new things, we create new emotions, and we break these old patterns that we used to know, which for some, being alone is causing a lot of mental health problems, obviously, because we're not meant to be by ourselves in our house for months at a time. Um, But there is a difference between loneliness and being alone. So I think that distinction has to be made as well. Obviously, we're meant to be on this planet connecting with other people. That's why community and support is so important. Um, but there's just a lot to be learned from this experience of COVID-19. Obviously, terrible stuff has happened. People are dying, like losing their jobs, financial stuff. Obviously, terrible stuff. Not something I'd wish for any, at any point. But you have to be able to see some optimism, and, and have some gratitude for the situation that you've been presented because what's out of our control. So um, with that said, yeah, we're in a mental health crisis. I talk about it a lot. Uh, mental health care needs to be affordable and accessible to everyone. That's just like point blank stuff right there. But all the mental health tools and tips and resources don't work unless we do the work ourselves. Like I can give you the resources to heal, but the healing journey is your own and you have to put in the work Yourself, so I think that a lot of people um, need to understand that as well. But
1: yeah, there, I mean, there, dude, there's a, there's a lot there. Uh, you said that I was hell hell yeah, man. We do we do live in these patterns, man. Cool patterns. Patterns get you, man. We live in these stories, man. and you you can change your story at any time. Uh, and that's that's the exciting thing. That's the thing I realized over the, over my time. It's like yeah. Uh, we have these patterns where we can change these patterns, you know, these, these patterns create stories and we can, we can just be the author of our own stories. It's great. Um, and look, yes, we're not, we're social beings, right? But if, if this time alone, if, if, if you struggled with it, um, you know, for the people that struggle, I, I would say it's like, you look at it and you go, why, why did I struggle? You know, what's how about this, what's so bad? about being alone with me and that's a question man because because look we live in a world of distraction and we distract ourselves with so many different things. You know, we distract ourselves with TV and our phones and our jobs and other people's problems and judging other people. We distract ourselves with the, the news, which is like the the number one reality TV show going on right now. And we go, oh no, COVID-19's happening. Oh no, you know, Donald Trump's this. And oh no, oh, oh God, this person's wearing a mask. They're not wearing a mask. And you go, you know, that's just a distraction. And we distract ourselves all the time. So what happens when you peel away all distractions? What happens when you, you get away from everything? And that's, you know, you look at, at Jesus who went in the desert for 40 days. You look at Buddha who, who, who went you know by himself for, for, for 40 days. And it's like, what happens? You know, why 40 days? Why by yourself? Why these great spiritual teachers? Was it like, yes, 40 days alone in solitude and fasting and things like that? It's like, yeah, man. Because if you get away from all the distractions and all the... You know all the distractions, all the things, all the food, everything, and you just sit with you, and you get you know behind behind your thoughts and the thing underneath that, and you figure out what you are. And I know there's um, there's a lot of struggle There's resistance. You might have resistance. Oh, yes, I can't be bored. Yes, I'm I'm alone. I'm alone. It goes great. Feel that resistance and sit with it and go. What is this resistance? what was it te- what was it telling me you? you know why why can't i be alone you sit with that you, you you work through that and figure that out what sort of false belief is leading you there that won't allow you to be by yourself because the answer is in you um, and i can't express that enough to people and because once they figure it out you know what, it's like once you figure out what you are, there's there's no stopping you. You know, you for, for years of my life, I I looked at myself. This this is how I looked at the world, man, for real. I thought I have I have a hole in me. And everybody has a hole in them. That's we we all just have these whole holes inside of ourselves. And uh and we all just are trying to uh, numb this, you know, fill this hole temporarily. With, you know, when I did it with drugs and it's temporary and then it's a hole it's a, it's a bottomless hole. So whatever. And other people do it by having kids or getting married. But it's really you're just still filling the same hole. And eventually you're just sort of lying to yourself that you're happy. And I thought that's how things worked. And then I figured out what I was. I figured out what we all are. And I realized there's no hole there. It's like, we have this thing, I hear it from so many people, I'm not enough. There's this, everybody has this fear. So many people have this fear of I'm not enough. And you realize at some point, it's, it's not that I'm, I'm, I'm not only enough, I'm more than enough. And then you don't interact with the world trying to take and gain and achieve and fill this hole. You interact with the world going, hey, I got plenty, take some, here, here. I got stuff to give. The, it, this it, it, it's it's bottomless it, the, the cup overfloweth it overfloweth forever take it you know and, and of course like you've said before you have to make sure that you take care of yourself first um that's so important i didn't understand that for a long time but once you once you're once you're charged and you're charged at full it's like give it away give it away give it away man yeah
0: yeah there's a there's just an unlimited source of abundance pretty much for everyone you know that's why when you start we start understanding that I think it's especially prevalent for like in indie wrestlers, especially right. Because we see some guy get put on a show or get put on a card and we're like, Oh, he sucks. Why am I not on the show? Bro, it's not taking away from anything that you, it's not taking away from your money or your, your quote unquote clout, which is also very dumb. But like, once you realize that, like that, the bag is like the bag is endless. If someone takes a piece of pie out of there, My pie is still in there and it's still this big and it's amazing, right? It goes back to the, it goes back to the same idea of really of not taking anything personally because it's not a personal attack on you. Cause you know, I mean, he got booked over you, whatever, you know, it honestly doesn't matter because there's another opportunity coming up on the horizon that you're going to be more than ready for. And that goes with life. I'm just relaying it to pro wrestling, but it's really, it goes with everything, you know? Um, And, uh, you know, on the same kind of subject, the idea of goals, I think is very interesting. Having goals is very interesting. Because people always talk about it, like you have to have these goals, you have to be, you know, know your end destination. But with that, life is so unpredictable. And it could throw you down a path that you weren't expecting. And it could lead you somewhere even better than your goal was before. So like, what's what's your take on like, Setting goals, writing them down, short-term, long-term type stuff.
1: Yeah. So I, I, I've I've generally been pretty goal-avoidant, and I, I I I would say that's not for my benefit per, per se. I would say that's something I, I need. I, I should. I uh, it might. It would probably be my highest uh, good to work on that. Uh, having said that, uh, it's like yes, set a goal, but but it's like it's 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 more than set a goal. It's really, it's really have an aim, have something you're working towards Mm -hmm. and understand that the goal isn't the thing. The the goal isn't like, yes, now I've got the goal. It's it. It's like, no, no, no. The thing is this right now. This is the thing. And every step of the way towards the goal is the thing. And the goal isn't even the goal. The goal is just the next step in the thing. It, 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 so it's it's the it's the entire journey, and so it's it's good to work towards something, but without the um, but go. It's like yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the best I can to 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 work towards something, but also whatever happens happens, and I'm just gonna do my best and not have expectations of you know of. Of what it is and what it's going to mean to get it, and really understanding that every moment is the thing and not not the not the goal. The goal is just the next step in in, in the in the um, in the forever now moment.
0: Yes, like I, I think it's exactly what you said. It's it's very important to have an intention and a desire. But if you're just solely fixed on that outcome, I feel like you're going to miss so many different things along the way. Um, And like I think there was a quote. I think uh, Wayne Dyer said it, but it's like, you know, open to everything and attached to nothing. And that, you know, that means everything. Right. Because I'm on this path and this journey, but I'm willing to make pivots along the way to experience some of the cool shit. That's part of the process. You know, and eventually I might lead to that outcome or I might lead to something totally different, which is also still probably really cool. So, yeah, absolutely have like the intention and the desire. It's great. You need that. It You know, it makes you feel like you're, you're working towards something, which is extremely important. But, you know, be open to those those pivots along the way, because those could be really cool, too.
1: Of course, because because the thing that we think we want isn't TV, it, it, it's not the thing that the, the goal is not the thing. Let me tell let me tell you. Let, and and it, it should become obvious, right? It should become obvious that whatever you do in life, there's always the next thing to do. That once you're hungry you eat and once you and then you go, oh, okay, I did that. And then uh, once you do that, then you wanna you know go to the bathroom, once you do that, then you wanna go outside, once you do that, you're tired, so then you want to sleep. And so then there's just, there's always the next thing, so the thing you think you need isn't the thing. It's just, it's just okay. That's this here, and then there's this here, and then, then this here. So when you, when you think like, oh, as soon as I uh, make it to WWE, then I'll be happy. It's like, <laughs> yeah. How many guys do you know in WWE are happy? Come on, let's be serious.
0: No uh, comment. <laughs>
1: but 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 it becomes absurd when you start to think about it, thinking that oh, if only I were to have this thing. Uh, I would be happier, things would be better because you can look at all these people that have this thing and they're not happy and they're not bad. So it's like, well, of course, the, of, of course, of course the goal isn't the thing. Like it, it becomes obvious very quickly.
0: Yes, very much so. Um Russell Brand says that a lot, who you kind of look like with your, with your similar vibe with the no shirt and the necklace looks great. Yeah. But uh yeah, he's wonderful. He says a lot of really uh, valuable things. Um, but, uh, all right, I want to talk about one more last thing before I let you go. Um, and, uh, so there's this thing in our, in our society called cancel culture, which I'm sure you're very aware of. Um, what's, what's your take on it?
1: Um, look, uh, I mean, it certainly depends the circumstances devils in the details. Um, but look, how about this? here's here, here, Here's the solution to cancel culture. Um, let's come up with something where every email and text message that we've ever sent out gets put online. Every single person has it, a directory of every single text message and every single email. so so then, so then what happens is uh, the next time you want to cancel somebody, well, Jimmy Jacobs wants to cancel Jackson Stone. All I have to do is look at Jimmy Jacobs' history and go, oh, look, he's not perfect either. And and I would suggest that everybody look at their history. And and look at their worst moments. Just, just picture the, the you know the worst thing you've done in your life. And imagine there's a video on of that. And you go, Oh, I look like a complete psychopath in that moment. Because you do, because at our worst, we all look like complete psychopaths. And and uh, so so how about that? How about how about look look inside instead of looking to to shame somebody outside. Look, not that these, not that you know. Recently in 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 wrestling we had the speaking out thing, right? And it was it was there was a lot of it that was really good. It was good to bring that bad behavior to light. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's good to bring that bad behavior to light. But here's a few things. A uh, we are not ready to have the actual conversation about. Uh, how to how to stop that bad behavior? We 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 aren't, and you, you saw that by uh, the, the the reactions people were having. We're not ready to have that conversation. We're not mature enough to have like a, a real conversation about what the sex in our in our society. Let's say uh, all of it, and none of it excuses any bad behavior. It's just like it's very very complicated. Um, and then you know. How about this? It's like, you know, so all right, this, these people do these bad things. and Some of them were very bad. They were, they were very bad. And some of them, you know, were well, you know, okay, that's your experience, and you know, maybe a little grayer, but some of them were very bad. You go, well, what do you do about that? What do you do with those people, you know, that did those 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 bad things? And the idea that, well, we need to cancel them, shun them, shame them. And just, you know, they can go in a hole and, you know, die or something like that. Um, yeah, that's the solution. Because here's the deal. Those people, the people that, are, that have done bad things, you know, in, you know, in the past, are, are doing bad things now, whenever they're doing bad things, um, they're part of our team. They are part of team humanity. They're t- part of team Earth. They're t- part of team universe, team beings. We don't get to choose who's on the team, they're on the team. And do you think the the solution to, you know, this sort of behavior is to, uh, you know, just shame people to death? It's like, all right, fine, shame them first. Shame them, fine, do what you will. But now there they are. You know, and what do you do with that person now? That person's a part of our team. It's the same way with our prison system. It's like these people go to prison, they come out worse off. It's like, why? Because you because you, you want them to be punished. Like, like, okay, I get it. Some of being in prison is punitive, but also for everybody's sake, the people who go in prison need to come out better than they went in, because they're a part of our team. And if if and it's not even just about their lives, oh, they don't deserve to have a better life. Fine, they don't. But if their life, if they're better. Then they make the lives of everybody better around us. That's how this works. If I'm better in my life, I lift up the people around me. If I'm worse, I drag them down. And so when somebody does something and all you do is drag them down, guess what? Then they're gonna drag people down around them. And that's this cycle of trauma that happens. You know, you saw the, the people, it's you know, this stuff, you know. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm there's there's a lot to say on this and, and it's not very eloquent what I'm saying, but it's all it's all valuable so far as I can see. It's like the, the people that are that they're the perpetrators of this sort of stuff, let's say speaking out, nobody who loves themselves acts like that. That's just the truth. And so these people who are who are living in trauma, you know, the 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 the, the perpetrators who are living in trauma, they they then uh perpetuate that trauma and they spread it. Onto, the, onto these people here and the the women that they you know that they perpetrate on, and then the women who are who are then traumatized, and then they speak out about it, and and they do so you know and they're angry angry and rightfully so they're angry you know that's it's fine I'm not taking anything away from their experience but when that anger comes out then all these people are like yeah f him f him f him and that spreads anger and then anger spreads anger and trauma spreads trauma and it just it keeps keeps perpetuating it and some point at some point we have to say i accept you at some point we have to end the cycle and go yes i could be mad yes this was wrong but also we need to realize that we're all one that we're all part of the same team and and one of the and the, the only way to stop the cycle is to stop the cycle. That it's not okay to hate somebody who did a bad thing. It's okay to hate the bad thing, but understand that these people are people. That it's not okay to punch a Nazi. That Nazism is is bad, but these people are a part of the team. And you might not like that. You might not accept that. You might go, F no, they're not part of my team. Anybody that likes Donald Trump, they're not a part of my team. Yes, they are. Because the alternative, the alternative is what? You outcast them? The alternative is what? That, that, that we, we, we blow each other away? If they're not a part of our team, then what are they? We are all one. And this is the truth, and this is the truth with cancel culture, it's the truth with, with, with everything, man. It's the truth with all of it, is that we have to stop, we have to stop judging people and we have to start accepting them and we have to start appreciating you know something they did and the person that did it we need to start healing ourselves so we can start healing people around us and and let and let them heal themselves and help them heal themselves we need to give healing energy out to the world that's what we need to do we can't we can't just cancel everybody because something they did 20 years ago or or something they did five years ago or something they did right now, they're still a part of us. And and bettering their lives betters the lives of all of us. And there is no division. That division is an illusion. The division is the game being played about you and me and us and them. There is no them and us, there is only us. Um, And people really need to look, they really need to look before they, before they cast so much judgment and go, am I spreading love and healing into the world right now? Or am I just casting judgment? Am I dividing, am I, am I spreading hate? Oh no, but the hate's justified. Fine, it's justified, but is it useful? Is it gonna bring us together? You know, what's what's the solution here? Is it unity or is it, is it division? Which one is it? it? Can only be one. Is it unity or division? Um, and I feel really strongly about it, man. Sorry. Um, that's what I think about cancel culture.
0: Um, don't and apologize. That was brilliant and beautiful. Thank you so much um, for answering so honestly and and passionately. Um, I really don't have anything to add. I talked about cancel culture in one of my previous episodes. I'm with you. Shame and belittling is easy. That's the easy road. Easy. I can tell someone to fuck off any second of the day, but that doesn't do anything for anyone. I, I, it makes me sick to my stomach when I see a tweet about, about it's a very, um, it's an unpopular opinion on a very important topic, let's say, and all the replies are telling this person to like drink bleach, jump off a bridge. Like, it, it literally breaks my heart because I've experienced suicide in my personal life, and, these words and the language you use has so much effect on a person, and it's, it's heartbreaking to see that. So, yes, we have to hold people accountable for their wrongdoings. Yes, there should be repercussions for your actions. Absolutely, especially the most egregious of actions, of course. But those people still, no matter if you if you personally believe it or not, I do, they deserve love, treatment, and help for the things they're going through. And we have to just, we have to hold them accountable because that's hard, having the tough conversations, making the tough decisions. These things aren't easy. I've made plenty of mistakes and wrong choices in my life over and over again. And I probably will a hundred more times, but at least maybe I'll make a few right choices to help people along the way. So thank you for what you said. I, I love the passion for it. I truly feel like it's an authentic thing that you said and I, I've, I loved it. So thank you.
1: Well, love is the answer. I mean that, and that it's, it's so cliche. It's so cliche, but love is the answer. That's what you find at the end at the end of all of this. It's like love. That's it, man. Love. And so, you know, it's like, what do you believe? Do you believe love's the answer, or or do you believe that division is the answer? Do you believe that shame and hate is the answer because it's justified? It's like cycle's got to end, man, and we have, to, we have to start looking at each other um, as, though, as though we're one. Because we are. And even if you don't believe that we're one, things seem to function better when we act like it. You know, it sure seems to make sense that if I treat you like you you know, like I would want to be treated, you treat me like you would want to be treated, all of a sudden, all of a sudden it just works a little bit better. And then it starts to happen that. If I want to help myself, it seems the best way to help myself is to help you. Isn't that funny how that works? The best way to help yourself is to help somebody else. And the best way to help somebody else is to help, to, to help yourself. You take care of yourself first, so then you can help somebody else, so then you can help yourself. And it's just, it's almost like we're just, we're all one.
0: 100%. That's a beautiful way to end, uh, I think, this,
1: well, well, this well, show. Before, before we end, uh, Yes. I never- I never got to ask you how are you doing for real.
0: How am I doing? Um, very good, actually. Uh I just got back from like a, a little solo vacation in Denver, Colorado. Um, so I put my phone down for a few days and kind of just enjoyed the mountains. Um, saw a few friends that I haven't seen in a really long time. Um, so I'm, uh, I'm doing really good, actually. Yeah. Um, so yeah, thank you for asking. Oh no, did we freeze? Yeah. Beer. Love yeah. Oh, do we freeze just at the end? Do you hear me still? I I hear you. Okay. Um. Cool. But yeah. Um. Any closing uh closing remarks or closing thoughts?
1: Nah, man. I, I shared I shared a lot of thoughts. I have a lot more. I could always go on forever about all this stuff. But uh, I I appreciate you uh you you holding the space for people and and for me particularly uh, today and to hopefully uh you know hopefully it resonates with with one person at least. If not, that's fine too, man. We got to experience this uh, with each other. So that's great too.
0: Well, it resonated with me for sure. So um, I'm genuinely uh, grateful for you having this conversation with me and uh, thanks for everyone for, uh, for listening, um, you know, and uh, I appreciate you all and uh, yeah, be well.